Hello, and welcome to episode 31 of the American Dry Cleaner podcast. I'm your host, Dave Davis, editor of American Dry Cleaner magazine. Joining me today for offering wash, dry, fold, expanding services in the casual era is Jill Jorgensen of Gerbal North America, discussing textile care and representing the Poseidon textile care brand. Jill has more than 25 years of industry experience, including experience in vended laundry development and operations, as well as on-premises textile care, multi-housing, commercial, and industrial laundry channels. He joins us from his office in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Today, we'll be talking about the advantages that offering or expanding your company's wash-dry-fold services can bring during these uncertain times. Hi, Joel, and welcome to the American Dry Cleaner podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Happy to be here. Thank you. Getting started, uh, describe the role that Wash Dry Fold can play in a dry cleaner's day-to-day business in this pandemic era. What advantages can starting or expanding the service provide, both for the customer and to the dry cleaner? Well, for the cleaner, uh, this has been a fast-growing segment, the Wash Dry Fold diversity um, in the industry now for a, a number of years. The traditional segments have been in decline for some time, and many operators have, have made the move to servicing, marketing to household, comforter work, um, and, and that cleaning aspect uh, for, for quite a few years with great success. The role of wash, dry, fold, or commercial work to cleaners is a business and cash flow diversity. It's simply broadening your market base. It provides greater stability. That's always the case um, in ups and downs in the traditional industry or segments that you are, are processing. And in an event like this one that we're in the middle of right now, it's just a great example of why business diversity man- uh, matters to the operators. So the advantages for the, the cleaner is clear to me. It's broadening your services to a bigger demographic. And maybe that demographic includes some that will really seldom consider dry cleaners as a service segment that they frequent because like many, they dress casually every day or you know, today we're working remotely. And so they perceive dry cleaners as a premium or, or quality alternative for special textile uh, processing only. And it's that dry cleaner stigma, okay? So that's, that's part of the, the value there. Uh, for the consumer, it's a service convenience uh, for time savings. So that wash, dry and fold, is something that can provide them time back in their day. And uh, Jack and Jill Public don't really realize that laundering services like this even exist. So they already realize that the aspects of growing this business, so the wash, dry, and fold business, they've got a lot of what it takes with drop stores and logistics and, and maybe even including a route. So the attention to quality and the packaging, even capable POS systems and billing, those are really vital aspects to get going in this that we'll discuss later. But all most of the operators need is more wash and dry capacity and some space dedicated to, to this operation. Joel, for dry cleaners who don't currently offer wash, dry, fold, but are looking into this area, what elements of offering this service might surprise them? Well, I brought up a couple, um, you know, space and, and wash dry capacity, um, but it really doesn't require the technical specialized textile care processing, um, those challenges of finding employees that, that the textile care and finishing areas do. So recruiting and finding and retaining those employees is a, an important element to it. Um, the volume potential is very significant. I think that might surprise them. It's been a steady element uh, through this event for cleaners that are already doing it and and even laundromat owners. So 
it's a, it's a call from the market of need. And this event has just kind of put a spotlight on that, that people really are looking for uh, those type of services rather than visiting a retail center, um, being able to um, either have pickup or just drop off at a window service. So I think they're also going to be surprised at how complimentary it is to many of the things they already do. And finally, but probably most significant, the value of the cross-marketing of the laundry services that'll boost your textile care and pressing volume over the counter. Um, it's going to add profit and efficiency through the volume that it brings uh, to drop stores and even the established routes. And for dry cleaners who currently offer the service and are looking to expand, what are some of the common challenges and how would you advise them to ramp up their services? Yeah, the, the biggest historic challenge has been that washer and dryer capacity that's dedicated to shirts or, or other laundering, um, you know, mainstream type of uh, traditional business. Um, so it's that, that capacity that they're going to be searching for or lacking. But really, the, the part I always caution, be prepared for the sorting and the pairing. It's, it's a pitfall to production or can be if they're not prepared. And the proverbial baby stock uh, sock bust, we joke, but you know, finding those baby socks and pairing them, it's just, it's arduous work. It takes time and that really uh, can dog the production. So as you grow and you have uh, different individual sorting, another thing to, to manage is folding and packaging. You really need to ensure that there are standards and protocols established. Otherwise, we found that the customers, they tend to favor a, a, a producer, you know, one of your operators, and they'll, they'll request them to do their work. And that can get kind of tricky just based on hours and, and other responsibilities in the plant. The other thing that I've, I've at least been shared with, with successful operators that have gone down this path is uh, offering a flat rate for bags um, of different capacities. So maybe there's a 20 pound bag, there's a, a 25 or 30 pound bag and doing a bag service with bulk and whatever they mix in there, they process at the plant, that as opposed to doing a per pound and having poundage minimums, that's another thing that really can help the expansion and the growth and some of the efficiencies versus um, doing a per pound type of, of uh, process and or pricing. Joe, we touched on this a little earlier, but from a logistics standpoint, uh, is it necessary to separate wash, dry, fold from dry cleaning? How should a cleaner handle logistics and tracking for the service? Yeah, I, I read that question and, you know, it's not clear to me unless there's why you would have to, unless there's limitations in the POS system you're using. You know, maybe you're, you're, tagging different items that have to go through uh, solvents uh, with environmental charges and that's associated, but I'm not really sure how that would apply to laundry other than to say every operator is probably doing shirts. They're doing khakis, other washables. They're not, you know, seeing solvent. So it's more just volume and maybe billing in volume rather than the by piece as I, as I mentioned with the bag suggestion. Um, so to me, it's just one more level of service you can offer at the store. Uh, and processed in the plant and, and again, uh, gaining volume from it. So you're bringing a more premium service. You can offer, besides just laundering, some add-ons that others in the market may not be able to offer, like the local laundromat, um, and that's pressing. Maybe that's a, a checkbox. You want slacks pressed. Um, maybe you want uh, Oxfords and other shirts uh, uh, with a hanger service. 
and then others folded. So some of that that diversity to me is uh, is maybe something that could create challenges, but it's something that that you have options for, um, you know, as a as a dry cleaning operator. So some have also shared a great concept uh, with the mixed bags I mentioned. And one aspect is a note knowing that you may get some some items that one maybe have stains that you discovered. It's just part of the process you're used to doing uh, with the articles. Um, and others may require other articles in that bulk bag might require special processing, including uh, solvent cleaning. And so the operators have shared with me what they do in their account setup is just uh, have a checkbox that they have one or two options. Either that item is not processed by the selection of the uh, customer on the account setup, or the other box is they choose process it accordingly and then bill us. So it would be a dry clean only type of item that's in the mixed bag. And because they've selected, the customer selected that checkbox, they go ahead and process that uh, in their solvent machine or, or alternative machine at that time. What type of training is necessary to provide to staff members so they can give the best wash dry fold service to customers? Yeah, I, I stated it uh, previously, but it's, you know, clear training protocols on sorting and folding, um, you know, a, a type of, of system that says you, you must fold all items to this dimension, you know, the way that pair socks by color, by size, by type, um, and, and other personal items, undergarments. A finished order from me should have the same identical look and standards as one completed by you or another producer. So a good technique or a tool called MoboFold. Um, it's, it's a mechanical device that's going to fold you know, T-shirts to, to other uh, tops um, in a consistent dimension. And I've seen a lot of operators just use a clipboard. And so it sounds strange, but you know, you're going to fold that item with the clipboard and then you slide the, the board out. And it, what it's going to do is hold that, that folding dimension. All those tolerances are, are uh, consistent through different garment uh, dimensions and, and different producers. Joe, what would be the best way for cleaners to ramp up their wash dry fold services uh, if the service proves to be successful? I always suggest consider and review what you um, have and what you need from a space and an equipment standpoint, and then do a, a, a plant workflow uh, design diagram. That's kind of a plant and production 101, uh, but you know, really work to minimize conflicting with other work and flow through the process and in the plant. Those efficiencies and that diagram is gonna allow you to track uh, production costs, maybe even identify where efficiencies are lost, um, and most importantly, where they could be gained and manage the operation for maximum profits and growth potential. When offering the service, what type of marketing would have the most impact? What message should a dry cleaner be sending his or her customers about the service? Yeah, it's that crazy? Marketing is key, isn't it? This is probably not a passive approach. Certainly any counter work, you know, your tried and true customers are either um, counter customers or drop stores or, or uh, route. I mean, I, I would look at them as a, a captured audience and you can market with POS, simple flyers, or, you know, include a, a tag with your billing. Um, but awareness is key to this and it is word of mouth. It's simple and clear messaging um, with signage, with flyers and testimonials are super important. Um, there's always incentives like try my service and maybe you give the first bag free along with that first bag and it's an entry into 
um, you know, that Joe Public and, and Joe Public's uh, awareness that the service even exists. Once they try it, they're typically hooked. So you're literally marketing to, to their quest and need for convenience. What the cleaners can offer is quality and all important time savings. So a campaign, something like, you've trusted me for, for our quality and specialty garment care. Now try our laundry service and we can save you time in your day. And Joel, for our final spin, what idea about wash dry fold would you like to leave with us today? Well, the quickest penetration of wash dry fold from, again, these operators know their business. And, and I don't want to sit here today preaching uh, some gospel that a manufacturer of equipment uh, necessarily tells them how to best run their operation. That, that comes from a standpoint of the utmost respect for this industry and the operators. But I'll say that those that are already offering routes, route customers tend to jump on board faster over those counter customers. And it's for whatever reason, it's probably that they're already paying for the convenience of pickup and delivery on their route, but that's a simple expansion uh, idea. I also suggest uh, approaching the market with pricing established by the bag that I referenced earlier and give them a few choices of volume uh, rather than by pound. And your quality will create a, a, a clear distinction of service versus others offering like, like services in the market. So I'll bring you know, the final point up and that is there are so many cleaners with success stories, but really consider a laundromat investment. And I say that because that's your wash volume, that's your dry volume. A lot of successful operators in the last five years have invested in laundromats and, and they've had plans and executed those plans to really grow their wash dry and fold while having the diversity of service and maybe some real estate they already own. Maybe it's in conjunction and adjacent to their existing plants and they'll be amazed at the volume a complement of their counter service and cleaning to that cross-marketing with laundromat, wash, dry, and fold, and textile care brings to their operation. Joel, that was an excellent insight into wash, dry, fold, and what it can mean to our listeners. Thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Anytime. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Our guest today has been Joel Jorgensen of Gerbau North America, discussing textile care and representing the Poseidon Textile Care brand. The American Dry Cleaner podcast is produced by American Trade Magazine's LLC Chicago. The music for this podcast, Brand New Day, is by Elevero Angeloro and provided by hooksounds.com. Our podcasts are available free at our website, americandrycleaner.com, and you can consult our weekly e-newsletter, The Wire, to learn more about future episodes. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about this podcast, along with news and information from around the industry. For American Dry Cleaner Podcast, this is Dave Davis, and I'll see you at the front counter again soon.